They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. After a long break. We finally have another episode of Unsanctioned. I'm your host, Ron Pashery, and we have with us Richie. I didn't get your last name. What is your last name? Smiley. Richie Smiley. Yeah. I guess I should have. It's like known a wrestling, it's a wrestling character. <laughs> last I feel like name. that is your character. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to come here and your gimmick tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm all, always in gimmick. But, Richie, I've been hearing about you for over a year okay. from Egg to Fly Eric Trimbicky, who's sitting here with us. From Aaron. What's going on? From Preptagon Jr., Josh Aguina. I'm finally getting to actually talk to you. We met very briefly at a very bad edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, First thing I'll ask you, which I ask everyone who sits down, you wouldn't be here if you didn't love wrestling. What made you fall in love with professional wrestling? Um, Well, I think the first memory I have of watching wrestling was just watching TV with my dad and seeing... Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, like around like WrestleMania seven, and just you didn't like back then you didn't know when wrestling was coming on you didn't know you know what I mean you just you would just happen to have to catch it while it was on, <laughs> so I would just from then on and then you know you go to Clover or Kmart Clover you remember Clover first Clover right? reference ever on the oh you're gonna, yeah there's gonna be a lot of dated references <laughs> so you would see had like I would just. I, w- I think I was more attracted to the toys. Right. Like, in all honesty. I think I was more attracted to, like, stuff like the title belts. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you could get a replica belt now. Yeah. If you could have got one then, I wouldn't have known. That would have been <laughs> that would have been the best part. Like, But, like, I think, like, just the larger-than-life characters and the fact that, like, youth... You you didn't know that they were real people, mm-hmm. right? Like you you would just see like a Hogan or Ultimate Warrior, or people like that, and like they didn't look like regular people. So so yeah, just got into it that way. Buying, so you were a WWF guy though. I was, but I was WCW too. Okay. Yeah. When did you get into WCW? Um, I would say this guy that my dad would work with. Well, I got into WCW also just by like Clash of the Champions, seeing that stuff on TV, mm-hmm. Sting, Sid Justice, um, uh, what's his name? The the Butcher. What the? F- the I can butcher? draw the blank. I don't know. Oh, I'm doing the, the butcher. Oh, okay. butcher. Oh, stuff say, like that. Like, I didn't watch any like, WCW. Oh, okay. I so was like, very anti WCW. And like the uh, magazines also were a big thing. Like WCW magazine, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Like seeing stuff like that. Because like I, as a kid, like I was like a nerd, like a nerdy kid. <laughs> like looking, I didn't think I was them, but like I was into stuff like that. So like just seeing like Ric Flair and knowing that they weren't. That wasn't WWF. Yeah. Like, I think I was smart enough at a young age to tell the difference between WWF and WCW. Yeah. And that they weren't the same, but I didn't care which one was which. Which one was which. You just, you wanted to see certain guys. Now it's different, obviously. Yeah. It's all branded. Yeah. But at the time, you didn't care. You didn't know what the difference between WWF. I knew WWF had Hogan. Mm-hmm. That's all. An Ultimate Warrior. But besides that... 
Yeah. If it was wrestling, it was cool. It was wrestling, it was wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, if you would flip... I think that it didn't matter, like, what the, the company was called. I mean, it did, but at a young age, it didn't matter. No, so you were not uh, all wrapped up in who was better. It was just like, oh, cool, wrestling's on, I'll watch it. No, and you know what another thing is? I don't remember caring about matches. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just... Who would win, okay? I want Hogan to win. I don't know if it's a good match or yeah. not. I don't even remember thinking about that up until, like, I don't, God knows how long. I don't remember that being a thing to me. Like, oh, well, this was a good match. This was a bad match. Yeah. Obviously, once you're, like, a quote-unquote smart fan, mm-hmm. you start caring about that. But at the time, I don't, I don't remember anything like that, caring about matches. Like, even Stone Cold. He was apparently having like his matches were just brawls. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know. It didn't matter. It you didn't care matter about it. exactly. Yeah. This actually goes right back to something you said before we started recording, mm-hmm. um, that the the in ring wrestling aspect sometimes is overrated because it's the other stuff that makes you actually invested in it. It doesn't matter. Like look at all the guy. Unless you're Ricochet, Will, I, unless you're in like the the highest echelon mm-hmm. of guys. That those are the people that people care about. Like, there's guys that are incredible wrestlers and just do a bunch of spots and like, but they'll never make anything. They just want to get out there and get their. And it, I mean, it works to some extent, but how long are you going to be wrestling? Like wrestling that style. Like right. people don't care. I mean, I hate when they say that like the the general public doesn't care about the match quality. But it, it is true, like, I think. Like, I'm starting to realize it just is. Like, they don't care about the match. Like, the, clearly they don't. Yeah, it's all about fan. characters. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Braun Strowman. He's, it's just on top, it just so happens he's having good matches. But look how he caught on with the fans. Like, it doesn't need, he doesn't, he was get, he got over from squash matches. And we all know and beating that. the hell out of Roman. We all know, exactly. <laughs> but he still would have been something without... The Roman feud, yeah. I think, but that's just taking it to the next level. And I mean, we all know he got to be who he was because he was undefeated. Like look when he was with the Wyatts, it was like a joke. Like this guy can't wrestle, mm-hmm. but then they have him go out three months and beat people up, and now all of a sudden he's a made guy. Everybody now it's just they trade wins and losses, and nothing matters. Yeah. So. No, I I agree There's with the first you about yeah I agree with you about the match quality though. <laughs> Because do I love a great match? Of yeah, course I of course. do. But that isn't always the thing that matters the most to me. Oh, no, no. But the, but on the flip side, a good match can be appealing to a person that doesn't know much about wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you. I mean, I, I guess it goes both ways. But at the end of the day, it's the, um, you have to be invested. Like, you really have to be invested in the character. Which is funny because that's all, like, you watch these interviews with, like, Triple H mm-hmm. or Vince or, like, Oh, with, like it's characters. Mm-hmm. And th- they're the worst at that now. Yeah, they don't do that. Like, they're, oh, you need to be invested. The, c- the crowd needs to be invested in you. Well, you, it's fake. Like, yeah. you, you, it's your job to make them care, but they don't do anything. I think WWE really right now, except for a couple storylines, if you want to call them that, yeah. is just send guys out there to wrestle, and there's no reason to care. You know, for the most part, yeah, they just trade wins and losses. There's a pay per view every week, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and they also took the like. Remember watching a pay per view 
it used to be a big deal. Yeah. Like you have to go over your friend's house to watch it, mm-hmm. or like ordering it and just yeah. watching it would be a big deal. <laughs> now they took. I think they undervalued the. Uh, they like it being the like fact, a special event. Exactly. They were. It's a. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a good thing that you can get them all for ten dollars, but they took the, the lust off of it. Yeah. They took the shine off of having to watch a pay per view and like getting together. Now it's just, it sucks. Like you. Yeah, just, I could be like, you know, sitting back in my recliner on my phone watching it if I want to. You'd be driving and watching them. Yeah. <laughs> Fred has said that he's been on his way I to put, your house. Yeah, put it on my <laughs> on my iPhone, turn the screen sideways, and stick it in the console yeah. and be watching it, and. And it doesn't help that there's double the amount of pay-per-views, and they treat the pay-per-views like a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, there's very few that feel like they're important. Yeah, oh, they're. I mean, even the ones that they they try to make seem important aren't even that important anymore. Like all the pay-per-view, it's like the Raw and the SmackDown leads to the pay-per-view, and by the time you get to the pay-per-view, it re- leads to the Raw and the SmackDown. Yeah. At yeah, which, it, the, the and now I guess it's constant. oh we lead to the big four pay per views now, but even that, you know, I remember you remember when they first did the brand split, mm-hmm. like whatever o two o three, they had brand specific pay per views, but they'd be every other month. Yeah, like you get extreme eight, rules. Seven to eight weeks to build your extreme stores. rules would have been raw. <laughs> Or whatever, uh, payback would have been raw, and then the next raw pay per view wouldn't have been the like battleground. Yeah, you know, and you'd have a SmackDown one in between, and SmackDown wouldn't have another pay per view till SummerSlam, where it's a joint. So yeah, they're doing it, but you don't do it every month or twice a month. Like you just don't do that. Like it's, it's weird. Crazy. So they started, and it was yeah every two weeks. Because I felt like on this show. Oh, now it's every two weeks. The, on this show, we legitimately it was like every week we were either reviewing or previewing a pay per view, and there was never a week without it. <laughs> yeah. Then we got like a couple months where I think it there was like six weeks in between. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we could have a show where we don't have to talk yeah. about a pay per view. Just yeah. could be kind of like a light show. Mm-hmm. And now it's like boom every two yeah. weeks again. Yeah. I mean that's just the way they. I don't think they realized that. I mean, because they're just focused on the the bottom line, the money. But now, not as many people watch Raw or SmackDown because they can. I I mean, I always tell people this. Like it used to be, when Raw would go off the air or Nitro or whatever, you couldn't wait till next week. Yeah. You wanted more. Like you didn't. And plus, you watched it that week. You didn't watch it again until next Monday. Mm-hmm. Now it's like. They're, they're bombarding you with it, and you just got to pick and choose. They have it backwards. I mean, they're making more money, but at the expense of the product. So yeah, like as a fan, it hurts the fan. It does. We're part of the problem because they're making a lot of money because we're buying their merchandise. Let's, let's be clear about <laughs> why they're making money. They're making money because they've set up their business to be profitable, mm-hmm. but it's not a good product. No. So... More power to them. Like, like you can salute them all you want. They're making all the money in the world. Like, God bless them. But it's at the ex- make no mistake. It's at the expense. Of the, like, I think the sweet spot is like the late '90s, early 2000s, like format, mm-hmm. where it would be like a pay per view once a month, Raw, even. I mean, SmackDown, even. But that's all you have. Like. And then you got the syndicated, like jacked and yeah, but that, <laughs> main event. But guys would get built, like meaningful guys would come through there, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Now you know, now those guys don't go through there, like a like a main event or superstars. 
they should like debut some of these guys on there so you have a reason to watch that. Right. Like now they debut on Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view, and when they fail, they send them to main yeah, yeah, the guys who aren't getting on TV anymore go on those shows. Yeah, but it, you should at least use that as a way to springboard them. I mean, I guess that's what NXT is for. But then the people that watch NXT are, don't watch. It's like the people that watch WWE main rocks main roster don't. They still don't even really know these NXT guys. I mean, they do, but and then they change their character once they come up to WWE. Do you think WWE knows that they're going wrong with this, WWE, or do you think they just don't care? Going wrong. Um, I think they're gonna. I think that they're gonna keep it the way it is. And if they're seeing either steady gains or staying how they are and making the same profit or whatever, they're, they're not going to fix what's not broken. So you until know I mean? it starts this cratering. The, I think the one thing that can really start to... Because there's no competition, so they don't care. So the only thing that can make Vince change his mind on anything is like when they have to redo their USA deal and the like how much money they get from TV because like TV like the ratings are down across the board and like these networks aren't paying what they used to mm-hmm. and that's where they get their main source of income used to be used to be pay-per-view was the income and house shows and the ratings were second yeah but now the rate like TV is number 1 and they don't have pay-per-view no more they got the network so i think Knowing how stubborn Vince is, he'll say, forget it, we'll put everything on the network. <laughs> which would be the dumbest thing they could do, but... Yeah, do you think they'd survive that way? Because I don't no, think I don't they think, could. I don't think they could either, but I think that's the worst case. I think that's like the doomsday scenario, but I think they would like try and make that work. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's... I mean, if you're USA, like, are you satisfied with the show because everything just leads to the network and they were saying that they just put the stuff on YouTube like you can watch the hot segments from the show on YouTube before the show's even over right does that make any sense no <laughs> no you can't watch the full show it's like six weeks or eight weeks they can't put it on that but who network. cares about the full show you can show. see the stuff you want to see I don't want to watch the night. full show when it's going on no me neither <laughs> I don't even watch it live because <laughs> yeah. that's one of the big selling points allegedly is that it's a live program that's what they sold them on but it's like I don't want to watch it live because I want to be able to fast forward through all the commercials yeah I, I used to want to watch it live I still do kind of want to watch it live until I'm like 10 or 15 minutes into it. And I'm like, I got hyped up. You're like, up. how's this opening promo still going on? I got hyped up for this. And you know what? The fact that they have live programming on... if Let, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If they took Raw and SmackDown and made them taped, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I will watch anything. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't watch it the night of. No, okay, so like... Well, if I wasn't doing this podcast... I watch Monday Raw and SmackDown every week because mm-hmm. they're live. Sometimes I'm... I mean, very rarely I miss it, honestly. I miss SmackDown every once in a while, but I very rarely miss a Raw. But when they're in the UK and stuff and it's taped, I don't watch it because you know nothing good's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing Nothing good happens when it's live, mm-hmm. let alone when it's, <laughs> when it's, when it's taped. Six hours before. Yeah, and they, they kind of throw in the towel on those nights, too. Like, when they were against the finals, mm-hmm. they put the hot segment first with Joe and Brock. Yeah. And then the last two hours was yeah, mailed it in. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, it's weird. Like, but back in the day, like, like talking about, like, 
when I first got into it, it was completely different. And you weren't overexposed to it. I mean, that's what this... When people say wrestling sucks now, it's a lot to do with overexposure. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you've only seen this show once a month and you literally could not watch it, you might find it a lot better. But you're just so overexposed to it and they don't let these guys do or say... I think it's more important that they don't let these guys say what they like in their promos than let them do in the ring, because they're. I mean, the in-ring style, it's a little watered down, but it's still good. Like it's still, you know what I mean. Like the in-ring is there. That's never the problem. It's better than it was in the Attitude oh, of, Era, of which course. everybody loves. Well, that's the point. The Attitude Era in-ring style, it, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't. Do you remember watching that? Say, oh well, this Goldust and D'Lo Brown <laughs> match wasn't was sucked. Like, no. No, it didn't matter. It no, didn't because matter. you're right. I care if someone was getting hit with a trash can. Or something. <laughs> That's all I cared about. But there was there was something they'll be like, oh well, it's TVPG now. They can't do that. But it was more spontaneous. You can't. You can still have spontaneity in a TVPG show. There's zero spontaneity. Like <laughs> one of the worst things they do now that I literally cringe every time is when they open up the show or a pay per view. And it's just Michael Cole in this monotone voice. Yeah. Welcome everyone mm-hmm. to Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like back in the day, you would have the sirens going off. The crowd was literally about to like jump the guardrail. Mm-hmm. It was so nuts, and like the Jr. would be going nuts. Like, but they don't want that. Why? Why don't they want that? Yeah, if you turn on a 1999 pay per view, which we've watched a lot of them <laughs> for this show. The energy in the arena oh, is light years beyond that. That was the now. best part. And half the people in there now are there just to boo and hate it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh absolutely. Like when I I'm when I go to the WWE show, I'm there because it's a abusive relationship. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know you're gonna get dis like you're gonna see stuff that insults your intelligence or flat out sucks mm-hmm. and you're just curious. I mean, what else are you going to do? They have, like I said, they're lucky and they're set up to be lucky enough to have, first off, they have the strongest brand name. Their brand name is, you can't touch it. If they didn't have that, they're lucky that we're in such a world where that brand name is so um, important. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't, they would just be like, you know what I mean? Like, look look how they took NXT just because it was under the WWE's label. NXT is what Ring of Honor was. Yeah. But now it's under it's WWE. Theirs. <laughs> it's theirs and it's incredible. It's bigger than ROH ever could have dreamed to be mm-hmm. in And two, it's not even on actual TV. Two years, yeah. <laughs> so and it's not like the production, yeah, NXT has a little bit better production than ROH, but it's pretty much the same mm-hmm. when you say. I mean a little bit better, but just because it's under the WWE umbrella. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it gets much more notoriety. I mean, make no mistake about it. NXT. If you watch an NXT takeover, it's it's nothing like like it's not formatted the same. You can tell someone different is running that mm-hmm. show, and it's just great. I mean, I don't know. They can't, but it would suck. It would kill NXT if WWE adopted that. So you kind of don't want them to. I'd That's rather actually keep a really good point that no, I've never heard anyone bring up before. Because a lot of people say that, like, why can't you do on Raw what you do on NXT? Nah. But you're right; it would take away the novelty of NXT if they exactly, did it. Exactly, exactly. Never even considered that. Well, <laughs> I don't think Vince cares if he kills NXT. No, I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't care. I mean, Triple H would be, and I don't think they have to worry about that because I don't think Vince would ever take the stuff from it. He's taking the guys from NXT and transforming them. 
So they they have this they have their narratives and stuff like oh this won't work on the main this won't work on the main rock. That's not true. No, but they not. just have a narrative they want to follow mm-hmm. and a bunch of yes men and yeah they say NXT is a niche audience yeah but we need to do something different for the broad yeah. audience. I mean don't get me wrong it is a niche audience but that would appeal everything you do on NXT. It's just because it's not on TV and it's not under the Raw and SmackDown brand name. Mm-hmm. But if you took a Raw and presented it the way NXT is presented, it would do great. Yeah. But there'd be no more NXT. Mm-hmm. Which you think you ask yourself, would you be upset if there was no more NXT if Raw and SmackDown was what NXT is? Oh, yeah, if those two shows were great. There, there was only there. a market for NXT based off how how bad yeah. <laughs> the WWE product was. I agree. I mean that I, that's that's the facts. And I mean, if the WWE product was hot and that good, people would be like, why would I watch NXT? And I think that's some like mainstream fans might have that that like don't think the current product sucks. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, why would I watch NXT? I'll just wait for them to come up here. They don't look at like the minutia and stuff. You're right. You're right. Like the the general fan, yeah, probably probably does think. Oh, oh yeah. Fine. I know a couple of general fans that, like, they don't. They just watch Raw and SmackDown and stuff. They don't think too deep. They about don't. It. They would never watch NXT. Yeah. They don't even. They don't even have the network. <laughs> There's people that don't have the network. Do they buy the pay per view? No. They okay. no. I'm talking I was gonna like say, I'm, I'm trying to find people who are still buying the pay per view. They exist. For sure. I don't know any of them. Yeah, my friend's girlfriend, uh, her, she said, oh, my dad's going to order WrestleMania. He orders it every year. <laughs> I was like, because these people, they don't, you, you start talking about streaming and stuff and downloading and cre- creating accounts. Yeah. <laughs> That's when people get it's nervous. All yeah. <laughs> now, so. transitioning to question two, I know you were having a little bit of a debate with yourself about how to answer this one. Who is your Mount Rushmore? Well, my Mount Rushmore for... Um, most important wrestlers. I mean, first off, it's impossible to to do four. Yeah, it's impossible. It's a, so it's a tall task. You're gonna leave so many people out. Which, so you got Hogan, Rock, Austin, and Ric Flair as you can interchange. I would interchange if I had a choice to interchange one on that. It'd be Shawn Michaels and The Rock. Mm-hmm. I can't decide, but for the most part, I'm gonna leave leave Shawn and just leave The Rock. Yeah. Because The Rock's more of a household name. And he always was. Yeah. So, but it's weird because you think, like, Shawn Michaels had a way long, way longer career. And, like, I think maybe just as many people would know who Shawn... Like, Shawn Michaels is kind of a household name, too. Would you say so? Mm. I know people that don't really follow that know the name Shawn Michaels. But I really think if you just walked out on the street and asked 100 people... Every person. Who do you think now? Good question would be: Who do you think's more of a household name, Shawn Michaels or Stone Cold? Stone Cold, obviously, yeah, but Stone is it Cold. is it not by that much of a margin? Stone think? Cold is so. The Rock definitely mainstream. The Rock is Hulk Hogan. It's Hogan and The Rock. Because in in two thousand, before The Rock was doing every movie. Yeah. And, I'd, I'd I say almost there. everybody knew who The Rock was. Yeah, but I wouldn't have put him on a Mount Rushmore there. So it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in 2000, because you didn't know. We only put him there now because he became legendary. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't become that movie star, would you put him on there? Well, if he didn't become a movie star, maybe not. 
But I do think he was enormous in the attitude. Yeah, yeah. He was hosting Saturday Night Live. So People was, on so Mad was, TV were doing sketches where they were impersonating yeah. The Rock. Yeah, yeah that's why. He loved the Mad Yeah. Yeah, he definitely belongs there. So you got Hogan, Rock, Austin, and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Now, personal, I would go Hogan, Austin, Shawn Michaels, and I guess Undertaker. Wow, see, I like that. Yeah. Now, that's a guy. Some would too, say though. Undertaker belongs on the most important. Because he's had that character that's lasted, yeah. what, 25, 30 years? Yeah. And that's somebody that I feel like almost everybody would know. Oh yeah. Oh, if that's you, a, that's you another the good Undertaker, point. Oh, people of would know who that's the another good point. Was. Everybody knows who Undertaker. Undertaker's definitely more of a household name. He's up there with Stone Cold. If you know who Stone Cold is, you know who Undertaker is. So for you, what what got these guys on your personal Mount Rushmore? They're your um, favorite guys. Probably the fact that. Well, yeah. I mean, you can only have four, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna pick. Um, RVD, or, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not gonna pick uh, Taz and Sabu to be on the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So you got other favorite wrestlers, but if you have to pick the Mount Rushmore, you have to have Austin. That that's got to be on everyone. I can't imagine that not being on everyone's. Um, so the most important ones, yeah, you got to have the top four guys that there ever was, like in the modern era. So Hogan, Austin, Rock, and Ric Flair. And some would say Rick Ric Flair. I mean, yeah, he's got to be there, I would say. He's arguably the greatest to have ever done it. Yeah. And he's really the last guy that was like the territorial oh, like, yeah. star. Mm-hmm. Where that it's almost hard to compare him to anyone else mm-hmm. because Hogan was obviously the biggest name mm-hmm. on the biggest, on the biggest, at the biggest company that had the biggest TV show. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ric Flair was the guy that was trying to bring people into arenas. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their TV presence wasn't nearly as much. And they missed out on Hogan and Flair. Mm-hmm. That would have been in WWF, I mean. That still blows my yeah. mind, that they got him there and they never did it. That's 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 the, that's the Vince, I think. I mean, I, I think, well, I mean, what do you think, why? Did neither one wanted to lose to the other one? I would guess that was probably part of it. But they, then Ric Flair would lose to everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that would, would have been it. I think Hogan is just weird. Probably just didn't like the idea of it, or was afraid of getting outshined. Hogan's that, a, Hogan's a weirdo when it comes to stuff too. like that. Like Flair was actually good in the ring. Yeah, yeah. He, he back then when the, these wrestlers could actually like have like a pre, like do what they wanted. Yeah, you would. Hogan was paranoid. He's a paranoid. You know what? Mm-hmm. So he would be afraid of Ric Flair going there, like blow him up and get him all out of breath and wrestle circles <laughs> around him. That's the type of guy Hogan was. He, If he didn't trust you to make him look good too, he would never, you know. But that's Hogan for you. But See? you still got to have Hogan on top. Well, yeah, he is legitimately the biggest mm-hmm. name in the history of the industry. And it's they talk about Austin, Austin making the most yeah. money, yeah. but... There wouldn't have been an Austin without a Hogan because there wouldn't have been a WWF yeah. boom in the begin in the beginning without a Hogan. Now, how close does Cena come to that? I Russian? mean, Lex Luger, I leave off. <laughs> just misses it. <laughs> Cena, Cena is uh, he's not on it. Not on, I mean, he's not like far away from being on it, but he's not. He came up in the era where the WWE brand was the draw, and. 
John Cena, he's a merchandise seller, but nobody ever bought. How many sh- pay-per-views did you buy? Maybe Money in the Bank with Punk. But how many John Cena matches do you actually care about or storylines? So just because he's the biggest star doesn't mean he was oh, he's, an, an enormous he's in a, He's a star. He literally, it's so funny how his time period where he got big, he got like really big in like 04, 05. That was when WWE like was just, anything they would put on TV would be like WWE is the draw now. Mm-hmm. At the time, you know what I mean? And, and on top of it, it's not like they're doing, they're not selling out. Anything. I mean, they sell out the big shows, but you go to a house show with Cena, nobody cares. Yeah, those big shows will li- sell out regardless. Exactly. Everything WWE does will sell. Will it doesn't matter. You could take Seth Rollins off a show, Cena off a show. I mean, they're still gonna go as long as you have one or two headline. It, it's it's the WWE brand name draws now. So Cena, he had staying power, but I can't put him as a like a true wrestling fan. I respect him, and like I, I think he's like a he's a good wrestler, but I'm not putting him on the Mount Rushmore. So you're you're in like a very rare position where I feel like there's almost become two camps of the people that Cena can't wrestle, he sucks, and I hate him, and then the guys that are like, no, Cena's great, he's carried the company for ten years. How did he carry? He can it? wrestle. He didn't carry. He didn't carry nothing because. But you're falling into the middle, which a yeah. lot of people don't do. Yeah, but you're saying he is a good wrestler. He had a long not. run because he, he's been around. He's he. When they say the best ability is availability, he's he's been there. Like he's the company guy. And first off, it's fake. <laughs> it, no, seriously. If Vince wants you to be John Cena and carry that ball, who wouldn't do what John Cena's doing? If you were gonna get all that money, all that fame, you don't think. Uh, maybe Seth Rollins, like guys that get get injured a lot now, but they always come back. Anybody, he he was looking for the ne- he's they're always looking for the next Hogan in Austin, even though they wouldn't know how to treat one these mm-hmm. days if it came up. But yeah, Cena, anybody could have been Cena. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to say that, but you know what I'm you know what you know I'm what saying, mean, right? He, he they got... gave him everything. Mm-hmm. They gave him the ball. Who wouldn't do what he's doing? These guys now. Would kill to be Cena, and they would draw the same uh, houses, the same network buys. You know, John Cena's not getting people to sign up to WWE Network because he's gonna. You know what I mean? He's coming back to SmackDown. Who's what? Who's tuning into what? I mean, we'll find out. But who's tuning in? And also, what they do is they bring him back on July Fourth. So when it does shit for the ratings, <laughs> they say, "Oh, it's a holiday." Exactly. <laughs> but if it bumps the ratings, like look what the number we did because Cena came back on July Fourth. Yeah. That's. And what do you what do you, what are your feelings on Roman Reigns ever being the guy to take that mantle? Because they're that, trying to do that with Roman Reigns. I don't. Roman was, he's cursed by two things. Mm-hmm. All right. First off, he. You rewind to the Rumble with Batista. He was the hottest guy they had. Yeah. WWE, if they're good at one thing, it's ruining people. (laughs) And killing. They don't know how to switch plans. They don't have their ear to the ground. They say, this is what we're doing, and we're doing it, and we don't care. You know, you can boo. You can do this. Their whole thing is, oh, I love when I hear, oh, as long as they're reacting to them. Yeah. It's good. No, it's not. You just... That's what Vince says. Now everybody in the company adopts that. But that's not true. Everybody... Every wrestling historian would say, if you got them on the record or off the record, I mean, it would be like, they should have turned him heel a long time ago. 
like you got Roman on Raw saying stuff like, "Yeah, Braun, uh, like took me out last week or put me in an ambulance," and the crowd's yeah. cheering. Yeah. Like, could you imagine that happening with Hogan? I mean, it's just a joke at this point. Like, I don't know. They, it's it's almost like I mean. It's almost like they waited too long to turn them heel, so, like, they'll screw this thing up twice. <laughs> they'll screw it up by missing the boat on him the first time to be able to turn him heel, uh-huh. and then ruining all the opportunities to turn him heel to the point where once they finally do, which I don't even know if they will or not, it'll be too late. So they'll have screwed screwed it twice. Yeah, I don't think they will. But it, it is funny you bring up Braun Strowman because that ambulance pulls in two weeks ago, and it opens up and he's in the back, and the uh-huh. crowd erupts. Oh, erupts, yeah. And it makes him look like, oh, he's the returning hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not supposed to be. Yeah, well, the WWE will say, oh, well, if Roman is getting booed, then he is the heel. But no, that's not how you're presenting him. You're presenting him, they'll be like, oh, there are no, you know, good guys and bad guys, just, but that, you can't, you clearly have one guy presented as a bad guy, one guy presented as a good guy. And the good guy's getting booed out of the building every night, and you don't switch nothing. So what's the logic behind that? Yeah. It's not doing nothing. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for him. But <laughs> on the flip side, like I was saying, maybe he does have promo skills if they would let him loose. But when he scripted, it, it sucks. Like, I can't – like, that's the – if I have one complaint about him, it's that his pro- – I can't get into anything. But who knows? They don't let these guys – talk like how they what they want to say or like if the crowds react in one one way don't you think all these times roman's been getting booed if he had the power to say what he wanted he could fire back something at the crowd and the crowd wants that that would actually get him cheered so it's just it's ridiculous it's frustrating but yeah they really are handcuffed i mean stone cold has even said like when you talk to the guy he's like a funny personable guy yeah and He's like, I don't know. Oh, why I they said won't. that about Roman. Yeah, yeah, he said that about him, and he's like, he could do it if. Yeah, they you want to know what's funny to. about Stone Cold? Like you, that when he had Ambrose on mm-hmm. the puck, he's like, oh, you guys need to. He Stone Cold still thinks that it's yeah. like it was when he was there, <laughs> where he could give Vince the finger and say, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. It's not like that no more. They don't need anybody. Vince McMahon could fire the whole roster and go out to Raw and say, I fired everyone. The, the whole three hours is me. And the same amount of people will watch it. They don't – it's so – they're so controlling. They don't care. It's not – he's saying, oh, you guys need to go out on a limb. You get fired for that now. Back then, they had to adjust to it because WCW was killing them. And if they didn't put Stone Cold on top, then they would have went out of business. Yeah. So, I mean, and Vince knows that. He knows – he's a smart guy. He, he just wants to – he's the ultimate controlling <clears throat> son of a bitch. That's what Do you think is. things get any better when Vince is not in charge anymore? Because um, eventually someday, as hard as it is to believe, he won't be. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to imagine what wrestling will even be like then. Like, it, things could be so much different. One thing they do need to do, I think, is switch the formats of, like, Raw and Smack – like – they're still going off the same formats as they were in the nineties mm-hmm. and it's just so oh my it's br- you know, it's brutal. Yeah, to the watch formula, these shows. you know what's happening oh my before God. you see it. I mean, it's cool that they're actually doing that stuff with Corey Graves, but that's like such rudimentary stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how like 
the product is so sterile that something so simple like that <laughs> seems like a big deal. Seems like a huge deal. Am I right or wrong? Like no, it you seems are. like it see like when you see one even the Enzo and Cass like who attacked them. That's like wrestling 101, right? Like oh, who's the who's the mystery attacker? Yeah. But the storylines are and don't and don't forget there's people that make hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with good storylines or millions or own the company and they can't come up with one good thing they wow if i so it's a six-man match or a fatal five-way and we're just gonna pair each guy got what do we got four or five raws leading to that so we're just gonna mismatch every single one up until the pay-per-view and that's our raw yeah that's how we build to it. They just yeah. all get a match with each other. And, every, and everything, it seems like just everything is a number one contender. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the number one contender. But you gotta, you can't just have that. I mean, you can't blame people for not watching that. I mean, it's more than just the characters. It's more like, look at Nakamura. Like, is he, am I crazy or is he almost like just forgotten about now? I mean, he's still got it, but it's kind of like. You know, shit or get off the pot with. Yeah, him. well, he so he's loved by the crowd. Yeah, that's in the audience that night. Dude, he's was loved by the pe- Yeah, he's loved by the people Which watching is at home. Important. You mm-hmm. can't hate the guy because he's got a good entrance. But I mean, that's f- more than fifty percent of why people care about him. Yeah, but it's getting to the point where it's like they have not really given the fans any other reason. Nope. To get behind him because they true. haven't really done anything. With they him. tried with the like taking him out. But I think they did that to like at the beginning of Money in the Bank to take him out. I think they did that to like explain why he would just get, you know, instead of having. I I feel like they didn't know what to do with him in that match. See, I like, thought he take, looked really uncomfortable climbing the ladder. Yeah. On the SmackDown before, and <laughs> I said it on the show. I was like, he seems like he's not uneasy that, on the yeah. ladder. Like, so I'm afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. And I have a really tough time getting past like the fourth or fifth rung of so a ladder. So they figured that out. And I, watching him, I was like, he looks like he doesn't like climbing the ladder. It could be. Yeah. So I thought, as soon as he got attacked, I was like, I think that's why he doesn't it want to climb be. the ladder. So he wants to be. Out I don't of think match. he would ever say, I don't want to climb the ladder. But you know the way. Oh well, he's not. He's this. He's that. He doesn't. I don't know. It could be. You know, knowing them. Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't know. That was my yeah. impression. I mean, for him to come in, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to. I guess they want to. They're still trying to protect him, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So I guess putting him in like a multi-man match the whole length, you can't really protect somebody yeah. that way. So I guess the only way to do it. But then you begs the question: Why put him in the match? I right. think he would have been protected more, not even having a match on that show, mm-hmm. and just if you don't have nothing for him, you don't have nothing for him. Yeah. That's a lot. That comes with the overexposure. So you bring Nakamura up. Now he's on every SmackDown, he's on every house show, he's on every pay-per-view doing meaningless shit. When he was in NXT, he was in important stuff at all times. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he wasn't on. So that's that's what it comes down to. And they don't care. They'll be like, oh, this is the machine. You just... Uh, well, if you, then don't worry. Then don't be surprised when nobody cares about these guys anymore. <laughs> you well, know? speaking of guys that you care about... Who are your favorites currently working? Doesn't have to be just WWE. It could yeah. be anywhere. It's got to be AJ. Even though we don't know, <laughs> you know about the, the tweet or whatever. No, what, what you happened? hear about that? Mm-mm. He favorited uh, like the anti-Muslim tweet on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Oh and man, Twitter's what is going this? today. Oh god. Or yesterday into the day. Yeah, it's crazy. So I mean, that's, so we'll see where that goes. Know. That was a mistake. If, if he wasn't AJ Styles, they would probably. Fire him or something. Yeah, 
but no, but, but still, I, I mean, place. regardless, yeah. I mean, he's great. Yeah, there, yeah. No, you can't no take question. away how great. The and guy it's is. disgusting that they, oh, the last 10, 15 years, oh, he's not big enough, or because you know that's what they say, he's not big enough, or he doesn't have the person. As soon as he gets there, it's like, oh, he should have been here all along. Well, like, how do you not? You're the WWE. Like, you have, you could have had AJ there. In 2003, 2004, made one phone call. He could have been, like, he could have been what Cena was. I, I was fully be believe that. Question was AJ Styles could have been what John? That's the perp. When you say Cena, you don't think AJ Styles could have been what Cena was? Me? And, I I think he could have been. Oh, he but that, that's been. what I was going to ask because that was part of the story and they told. Little kids love that. AJ. Mm-hmm. You go to the shows, they got the gloves, they got all that. So, but yeah, so. Favorites, I would have to say AJ, Nakamura, just because you hope. See, it kind of hurt, kills it for me when they're presented. Like, so I'm still holding out hope for Nakamura. So you have your guys that you love that you're like, oh god, please. They're gonna ruin them, you know. Like they ruined the shield. Like, does anybody care about? I mean, first off, nobody cares about Ambrose anymore. He's pretty much done. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they they yo-yoed him and Ziggler back and forth, mm-hmm. like. Not together, but separately. Oh, you're important now. You're not important. So, yeah, it's it's a shame. So AJ Nakamura, I would say, Adam Cole. Um, I mean, I love Finn Balor, but they're not doing nothing. You know, he's about to be in a feud with Elias Samson. Yeah, or he is in a feud with Elias Samson. Yeah, I don't. Even... They didn't even do that on NXT. No, <laughs> on the main roster. Yeah, it's. I don't know. There's two, for there's. Another thing is they got too many guys. Like there's too many guys on Raw. I mean, in the main roster. Like, there does there really need to be a Titus Brand segment? Like you could fire half that WWE roster, and it would be less is more. Like, don't you think? Like, and they could still fill fill a three hour show. I think there's so much filler. Well, there's always there's filler. so many guys they don't need, mm-hmm. and the cruiserweight stuff is just a joke at this point. Like, I feel bad. I really do feel bad for those guys. Like, because I don't feel bad for them now because they're making money, but you know that that's not, the whole cruiserweight experiment's not going to last. So you, you think that there's a shelf life for it oh, because they're not handling it? It didn't right. need to be that way, but does the crowd care about it? Absolutely not. No. Not in, not after SmackDown. No, the no. Crowd doesn't I, I watched maybe 205 twice, and I mean, they don't give you a reason to care about it. So. I mean, I don't know, and then, and then they they do the they switch the ropes and everything during Raw, which is stupid. <laughs> you know, I I'll never get the point of that. I mean, I, get, I obviously I get why they do it, but it's not necessary. Like you've had cruiserweights before. Do they forget that there was a cruiserweight division before? Well, they act like they forget. Yeah, yeah. It's like when they call T.J. Perkins the inaugural cruiserweight champion. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, no, he's not that. No. He's the inaugural guy to have the purple cruiserweight championship, <laughs> yeah. though. But he's not the first ever no. cruiserweight champion. Yeah, so... They, Are there guys in that division that you like, though? Of that course. You see Rich Swan. Oh, I love Neville. Uh, he's got to be a, a current favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but... They're they're the cruiser. They're always going to be the cruiserweights. So I can like I can enjoy them in that bubble. But if I, as a fan, if you know somebody is, like, strictly under that umbrella, it's hard to fully invest into it, right? Because like, it's a lesser thing. It's they're not going to give them the time. They're not going to let them do everything they can do. And so you just say, okay, that was good. Nowhere near as good as it could have been. And 
what do they get? Like five minutes overall? Yeah, I guess some, five sometimes they minutes. get sometimes it's weird. Sometimes, and what happened to Jack Gallagher? Is he he's not on no more? I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, no. so I don't know. Do it, you at least like what they're doing with Neville as a cruiserweight I, champion? Yeah, but it's. I like I like no I don't like what they're doing with him. I like his character, and I think he's like got the perfect character, and like he's obviously great. But it's just oh, set up the next guy with him. Set up. I mean. You gotta have more in-depth stuff to that, but they run out of ideas. Like they got so many shows to put on and so much stuff. Like I don't think they can handle it. So do you think the overexposure is a problem? For I them think it's too? the number one. And it's like we just can't even figure out what to yeah, do. Yeah, they should though, because you're getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, me or you might say, "Shit, I don't know what to do with them." Yeah. Well, that's not our job. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, you, these creative team members. That's supposedly they they live and breathe it. Oh, you know. We're always, like, it's a 24-7 job. And they come up with not What have they come up with? Nothing. You watch Raw. It's just so-and-so versus so-and-so. Anybody, you tell me you couldn't put that show together every week the way they do it now? Yeah. Every Anybody could. So it's like, what are they actually doing? But you know they don't, they only pitch stuff that Vince wants to hear. But I, I sometimes have a hard time imagining Vince liking this stuff. Like, does he really like it? Or does he even care? I don't. That's another. That's a good point. I don't think he cares anymore. And you know what? He always. Oh, I love my job. I care. Like, I don't think he cares. It doesn't I think feel his, like he. Cares. I think his goal was he accomplished his goal. He start. He 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 started. You know, bought it from his dad. Mm-hmm. Became a billionaire. Now, he's untouchable. So he doesn't care. I don't think he cares. I, I really don't. I mean, they they could say he cares. Oh, he's the hardest worker. I kind of call bullshit on it. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, none of us know him personally. Yeah, he might not sleep a lot. Yeah, none of. But he, he, he might be doing drugs. Lot, you, but, you never know. Yeah. He might be doing coke. So I maybe think that's why he doesn't sleep. The point you made earlier about <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the ratings yeah. being. You know, do you think USA is happy with the ratings? Now that show, Raw specifically is in the top three pretty much every week in its time slot. Oh, yeah. Um, but they could be better, far and away number one every yes. week if they really apply themselves. Yes. And it takes me back to something CM Punk said in the Pipe Bomb interview, which obviously... Six years ago today. Yeah. Six. Could be a billionaire. He's a millionaire. Yeah, he should be, be a billionaire. Exactly. But it's not... But one thing I disagree with Punk is this is not the other people weighing him down. It's Vince. Mm-hmm. Vince is the final call, so it's Vince... If Vince isn't... Vince leaves money on the table in exchange for doing what he wants to do and doesn't care. Like the Daniel Bryan stuff. Daniel Bryan, I mean, besides the fact that he got injured or whatever, he should have been... They should have never done that cash-in with Randy Orton and stuff. They, they, they have the... The benefit of hindsight to say, oh, it was the plan all along. But we all know that it wasn't the plan all along. No, CM Punk didn't leave. He wouldn't have been. Exactly. Daniel Bryan himself says that it was not the plan all along. In his book, he was supposed to wrestle Sheamus at WrestleMania Mm -hmm. 30. But the crowds were hijacking the shows like never before. So they leave leave money on the table to do what they want to do. Right. And they, they're still profitable, and the people that care about that them being profitable, they don't watch the show, mm-hmm. the shareholders or whatever. So another question I have for you, which obviously you won't know the answer to this, but yeah. I'm curious your opinion. Yeah. 
I sometimes think that Vince isn't as unapproachable as people make it out to be. Like, people are needlessly terrified of him. I say that, too. I say that. You hear Xavier Woods go on a podcast and talk about, I was going to Vince saying, I want to do the New Day. Yeah. Let me do it. Let me do it. I want to do it. Yeah. And Vince let him do it. Yeah. And then it worked. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think... I I feel like, what's the worst that can happen? And first off, if you show him that you have the balls, then... That's different than going out in the ring and going into business for yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same that's thing. Not the, but if you, say, if you like, I mean, of course, and we really don't know because we're not back there. Like, I, But I, what Xavier Woods says is true. I agree with that. I think that's true. I think that you can pitch stuff to him and then you get close to him and then you might get a bad reputation with everybody mm-hmm. else. Because they'll see you talking to Vince all the but time. But who was great that didn't have a bad reputation in, in, oh, the, no. in the locker room? No, the wrestling business is not the wrestling business anymore. <laughs> it's it's the, well, they'll say it's the entertainment yeah. business. But don't you miss the days when wrestling was wrestling and mm-hmm. you didn't, I mean, we didn't know what these guys' real lives were back then. But none of them have shining, like, reputations. Yeah. They're, they were, like, you were a wrestler and you you lived that character on and off. Even though maybe off it wasn't the same character, but you were still like a crazy bastard. Like mm-hmm. you would. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Vince is open. I think he, but I think they're scared, or, or maybe they do. Maybe a lot of guys do try and talk to him, and he just gives them the runaround and both. Because if you listen to Punk, sometimes Punk would say Vince would agree with them, and then sometimes he would give them the runaround. Yeah. So you never know. Who knows? I mean. But there, there's a difference between him just not wanting to do your idea and yeah. you not being able to tell him your idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I feel that. like people are needlessly, oh, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. It's like, well, why why are you here? I think once you hit a certain, I feel like, okay, if you're just getting on the show. If you're Elias Sampson, mm-hmm. maybe you don't say nothing yet. Right. But if you've been there six months, a year, yeah. First off, you're going to get fired anyway <laughs> if they're not using you. Right. So you might as well, and and you, and if you come to him with something good, then maybe he will like agree to it. So who knows? But yeah, they definitely need to be more the of that. Yeah, that, obviously the guys who get closer to him have the most leeway, like Cena, Punk, stuff like that. Like guys, you could tell like they're not dealing with all the other guys back there. Mm-hmm. Like they might talk deal with Triple H, but. The guys who like talk directly to Vince, they have. They're first off, you're higher up. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't have to deal with all the other stuff. You're not waiting there, seeing what you're gonna do that day. And then there's guys like Big Show who are the, but I think he knows his role nowadays. His role is yeah. Tell me to go out there and be a baby face. Yeah, tell me yeah. to go out there and be a heel. Yeah. Tell me to walk out a baby face and then but come I think back a heel. Big Show is the it. type of guy that if this was 10, 15 years ago, which I think he was. And he knew that he was in his prime, which he knows he's mm-hmm. out of his prime now. So well, he probably doesn't bother saying stuff. But I think he he would have been the guy to like talk to Vince like that. Yeah, there there were guys that were known for doing that, and I yeah. think more guys could and should do it. Yeah, I mean, why is he there then? Why is Vince? Vince, let's be honest, he doesn't need to be there. No, but he's there, so you might as well talk to him. Mm-hmm. Like, but who knows? Now, do you still like to see Vince on TV? Oh yeah, because he's he's a real he's crazy. Like, he's the one. He is the one. I mean, he's not gonna do nothing crazy, but 
He could if he wants. He can you get never, away with more than never, anyone else. You, but I think Vince doesn't like the way he looks now. I think he's just getting so old, and he just doesn't. I think he, I think he, I hate to say this, but I think he's like doesn't care because I think he's that like alpha male that can't stand the fact that he's gonna die soon. Mm-hmm. Like he's. He's having trouble with his mortality. Like he's gonna die soon. Like he's old. He's not. This isn't the '90s anymore. I think he enjoyed the whole wild. Like he might say now we can't do it like we did back then, but he enjoyed the wild. He wanted to be a wrestler. I mm-hmm. think he wished he was Stone Cold. He says that he that Stone Cold character is him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he said that. So I think Vince, once it got, he made it all corporate and structured now, just so he can. Like relax maybe and have it, other people take care of stuff, but I think he misses the way it was. Like I, if I had to guess, I would say his favorite time was like late '80s, early '90s. Well, besides the steroid trial stuff, <laughs> or like the late not, you know what I mean? When yeah. before the internet, where he could he could be Vince, and you know he was banging the divas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he was banging Sable. Yeah, he could do whatever he wanted. He do whatever he wanted. Now he's just he's so he can't do what he wants now. So where's his outlet? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't I don't think he cares. I, so do you think he may be checked out just because I think he's like, he's we com- can't do what I want to do anyway, so he oh but there's another thing. They act like I don't think we'll ever know why they don't do as much as they could do. Because I think the whole T V PG stuff is way overblown because oh, every time it's oh, because we're a publicly traded company. They were publicly traded in ninety, starting in ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. Can you think of all the crazy stuff they've done? Let's say from ninety nine to oh five or oh set. Like, think of all the stuff. There was nothing that was off limits. They were publicly traded then. So what's the difference now? Yeah, oh three, oh four had gotten. Like, they were really doing crazy. Stephanie versus Vince. Mm-hmm. Uh, lesbian, hot lesbian action. Yeah. <laughs> they were doing the craziest stuff, but now. It's just I don't know they're they they're they're serving too many masters. They've taken the focus off wrestling and they're trying to do so many charitable things. And Stephanie's speaking at this event. Like who? First off, who cares about her? <laughs> like I don't need to see her talking. Oh, Stephanie McMahon. First off, the whole reason they're pushing the women is vicariously through Stephanie, mm-hmm. right? Because Stephanie's standing up for the women. Yeah. Oh, so basically that's good. So if Stephanie wasn't there, you wouldn't give a shit about the women. That's basically the message you're putting out there. So I don't know. It's also it's, do they need to they've show gotten us who are watching? Big. They've gotten too big. Like we're watching Raw every week. Yeah. Are we the ones they need to be showing that they're doing this stuff? Oh, because no. we're already there. Oh uh, no, but they shouldn't you be outreaching to they, people who aren't watching? Do th- you know what the scary thing is to that point? I don't think they've even tapped into how much they can get. They can bleed the hardcore fan dry because that's all they do now. They're not gaining more fans. They're just bleeding the hardcore fan dry, which, like I said, they're structured to do that. That's why they make so much money, and that's why they're so popular. You go to a house show, it's all hardcore fans. You go to a Raw, it's all people that you never say, oh, this is my first time. I just seen turned this on last Monday. There's no more of that. Yeah. Who Who's just starting to watch wrestling now? Uh, unless you're a kid who's just seeing it for the first time, you're right. I, I yeah, but I, I don't even know or if that rocks. goes on. Do you think that even goes? I mean, I, it, it could be for all I know, but it's definitely the minority. So they, they bleed the hardcore fan dry. If they said tomorrow the WWE Network was going from ten to twenty, 
we'd all pay for it. Mm-hmm. So they, ha- I don't think they've even tapped. And when you said, do they need to be showing those other people? Yeah, they should, but they know the other people don't care. So they just, I don't know. So basically they know we have this 2.5 to 3.5. It'll never people. go anywhere. I think when, when two, two, like the ratings, like when they're at their lows, I think, I truly think that's the basement. And they're even profitable at those levels. So it's sad to say that they probably think, shit, we're making money and nobody, and we're losing an audience still. So imagine when we have little gains. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, I don't think they care. I don't think Vince cares anymore. And they've gotten too big. They're serving too many masters. And I don't know. And the, <laughs> we got to talk about the LeVar Ball stuff. <laughs> at some point. But yeah, that was just a joke. But I mean, it got him publicity, but. Was it good? I think... It was definitely not good. It was not There's good. no debating whether it was good or not. No, it was not good. These people are clowns. Like, they are clowns. Like, Lonzo is good, but the dad is a clown. They're nobodies. And you basically just disrespect the whole locker room. I mean, I felt bad for Miz. Like, you know he knew it was a joke. And Ambrose going out there in a the big baller brand That's shirt. what they said, that they sent Ambrose out to put an end to it. Really? That was what I, was what I read this morning. It that did he wasn't end, supposed to go out when he did. They it just did end really abruptly. Mm-hmm. But if that that was a real smooth transition then if they sent Ambrose. Yeah. Because it kind of looked like that was planned. Because obviously Ambrose is the lunatic. Like of course yeah. he walks they out. He went to a commercial right after he said. Where mm-hmm. he, right after he came out. I mean Ambrose said a couple things, but then that was it. Yeah. And um, I, even I was saying like that's all this was. Like I thought he would do like the hip toss, like the Michael Strahan <laughs> hip toss, or yeah, do no, something clothesline like to Miz or something, but. Yeah, it didn't get that far. Yeah, no. Um, the last of the four questions I ask okay. everyone, and obviously we could talk about some more other than this, but do you have an all-time favorite match? And some people don't either don't have one or they have three. Um, all-time favorite match. I might break it down into WCW, WWF, mm-hmm. and ECW. So I would say my favorite WCW match would be Ho- I mean I know it's a <laughs> you, you started to hear what I was gonna say. It's obviously a terrible match, uh-huh. but at the time, I I I was never more hyped for the Sting and Hogan Starcade '97 as I was for that. So you know what I mean? Like I, it's just like like I was saying like I don't remember matches like being a big deal at the time. It's just like. So and so is fighting so and so for the title. Like I hope so and so wins so they become the champion. Yeah. But I don't remember being so amped for a match as Hogan and Sting because that was like textbook build up mm-hmm. with Sting. Like that'll never be done again. Like that's the one thing WCW got right was the Sting. Like how he was. You want to talk about un- like he was done so perfectly. And after that, it was done. He was. Yeah. <laughs> red face with the goatee underneath yeah. of it and he was just done I mean after, I think that's when WCW really died to me after so Hogan and Sting for for that WWF um I would have to say Brett and Davy Boy SummerSlam 92 I wasn't even really I remember it somewhat at the was time was that the match with all the blood or was that a different match where Davy Boy counters the sunset flip and Wembley Stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So that um, um it, it's really hard to it's really hard to pick Punk and Cena, Money in the Bank. It'd probably be between between them two. Mm-hmm. Just like probably lean towards Punk and Cena, just because I don't think we'll ever see people care about a match again like that. I mm-hmm. hope I'm wrong. Me too. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think we'll ever see that again. You know, and that was a. You know what's frustrating is that was like a decent storyline, even like till a couple weeks after. Like you remember, like Punk disappeared and was, he showed up at Comic Con. You remember that? Yeah. It's so frustrating that they know how to do things right, they just choose not to. Mm-hmm. So that was like the worst part to me. Like, and then they killed Punk. He yeah. was pretty much dead after that because. Um, they were gonna. I think what the plan was, they were gonna keep him off TV longer, but they had no SummerSlam main event. So, what was the SummerSlam main event? Him and Cena again, mm-hmm. and then Del Rio won, which that was it. <laughs> so yeah, they did not pay it off the way that no. they could have. No, and then and, and after goes. that, Punk was never the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would I would have to say because I don't remember like besides the Brett and Davy Boy. I don't remember being invested in other matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would get hyped for them, but I don't didn't care. Like I didn't say, "Oh, that was such a great match." Like Stone Cold won, Stone Cold won. Like I was just happy he won. Yeah. But I wasn't even paying attention to the match. It was <laughs> just know? how does it end? How's it end? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which that's the way it should be, right? I mean, that's that's the way I think wrestling's supposed to be interpreted the way you interpreted it as a kid mm-hmm. when you watched it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's a very different thing to watch. Obviously, when, when you grow up, you can't possibly watch it in the same way you did, but that's the way it's meant to be interpreted. So, But the yeah. crazy thing is adults interpreted like how kids did back then pre-internet. But nowadays, adults know better, and even the kids know better. So Yeah, so you're, you know... One, you know what these guys are like as people because they're on social media. Yeah, like you, you, they're out and about. You know, they're playing a character on TV, mm-hmm. and then they're they themselves. have more. There's more interesting stories going on outside mm-hmm. of what they do on TV in their real lives. Like I hate to say this, you watch Total Divas and how bad it is. These guys' real lives is more interesting than what they do on TV. That is a shame to come it, to that. Right oh, it is. It's absolutely <laughs> a shame. But the TV is so. Like sterile, it's so bad. Like that, you say, okay, cut, cut this shit. Like, what, what, are, what are they really like? Because you, you get invested into them a little. Well, what podcast was Big Show just on? Where he said Jericho. Like, it was Jericho. Okay, yeah. where he said, I love doing the live events. Yeah. I hate doing TV. Yeah. Because the TV it's so sucks. structured. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame them for not wanting to be there. Yeah. Yeah, especially at his age, you know. Doing stuff like that, and I guess he's off TV for now. Yeah. Whatever, because he quit, or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I could definitely see. And Batista says that has said that too. Like if he could come back and just do live events, he mm-hmm. would do that instead of doing the TV because there's too much bullshit to deal yeah. with. Now, what was your favorite ECW match? <sighs> I assume this is probably a tough one too. Yeah, very tough. I would have to. The match itself doesn't live up. To the hype, but I was so hyped for Taz and Sabu, barely. Le- you know what? Yeah. That's that would have to be my favorite ECW. Even though looking back now, it's not. It's like not. It's a whatever match. But you 
you can have good matches, but you can't ever get the hype a match had like that. You can't ever get Austin and Rock hype. You can't ever get that Hogan and Sting build. You know what I mean? Like you can, re- you can recreate <laughs> matches, but you can't recreate the other stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, now, if you could only watch one, you know, you're going to lose your WWE Network subscription okay. tomorrow. At, or tonight at midnight. Okay. And you'd only have time to watch one of those matches. Which would it be? Um, probably... <laughs> I can't say. With a straight face thing in Hogan. <laughs> because that era, you never see that again. Like, we can all agree on that. That's fair, though. Like, so that's one of the things I always try to talk about on this show is, like, every one of us who watches this, we're watching it from a different point of view. We might like a lot of the same stuff, but none of us are the same person, so we watch it differently. Yeah. So I never judge someone based on what they like about wrestling. If you Mm -hmm. like it, I think it's cool that you like it. I think it's cool that you like what you like. So, uh, like, I'll talk all the time about... How much I love our truth. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. I think he's hysterical. Anytime he comes out there, he makes me laugh. I enjoy yeah. him when he's on the screen. For, um, for what they give you of him, you yeah. can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would never take anything away for someone liking a match. It's not viewed as a, a five-star classic. Well, yeah, out of if I had to just pick those out of those three matches, the Punk and the Cena one, even though that was a crazy environment, we see... I'm so sick of the whole new, the way WWE looks these days, Mm -hmm. like when you watch it, that I would take the way the 90s looked any day of the week when it actually looked like, like it was a fight, Mm -hmm. like wrestling, like it was real, you thought it was real and it was presented as real, it wasn't a joke yet, like I don't think it became a joke until like 2000 or whatever, you know what I mean, like they weren't going out, you know, guys still like, I don't know. But you you know what I mean. I do. You can never you can never you'll never have that again. You'll never have that build up again because you there's too much going on now and there's too many character there's too many wrestlers now and you have to devote attention. Like you remember the, the Attitude Era. Like yeah, everybody had a storyline, but there was really only people only cared about what's Austin doing. You know, what's the main event? If yeah, you, Austin and Vince were It's almost story. like if you take care of the main event storyline and make it incredible and just have decent stuff underneath, then that's People all you need. It. Yeah. I mean, why are why do the main event I mean the Joe and Brock stuff is it's it's I mean, it's an improvement. I'm not gonna say like it's the the best thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. because you know they're bound to ruin it. And <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So you don't know but it, if in a nutshell, that's that's the type of like stuff that I like, like the way they're doing Joe and Brock now. But you, so hope- you like when they, well, yeah, you obviously like it when they actually grip your attention. Uh, of they course. make you want to see. Yeah, it. and they 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 gotta break the formula of making it so predictable. It's so predictable. Like you know when they're going to a commercial, you know this, you know that. Yeah, somebody gets thrown to the outside. Wouldn't you love? You know when the refs knock down and mm-hmm. the guy pins them, and it seems like the guy's pinned for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you love for the guy to just kick out at two anyway? You yeah. know the refs make it somewhat believable. Yeah, because nine times out of ten, like on the ROH paper, anyway. like on the ROH paper view, the ref gets knocked out, and Daniels. I don't even think he hit his finisher on him, but he hit something on Cody, and he pins him, and Cody's just done. Yeah. 
So why not just kick out? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's silly. It is. Now, WWE obviously leaves much to be desired, (laughs) but it is the biggest biggest game in town. (laughs) We all watch it. Is there anything you you prefer to WWE? Is there anything you like watching more than WWE? Um, I mean, no. I mean, first off, TNA is terrible. <laughs> it's completely unwatchable. You watch an episode of TNA, and it's like it feels like a Spike TV reality. You ever watch Bar Rescue? Mm-hmm. That's what TNA feels like. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, just a so. I don't know if I would pick a current product. I mean, I can take – I don't really watch products in full. Like, I don't really watch, like, New Japan, but I would obviously take, like, a New Japan main event mm-hmm. over something going on in WWE. Yeah. And, like, I I follow ROH, but I don't, like, com- not completely invested into it. It's kind of like the WWE product is the only one that – you fully devote your time to because it's the most important in a weird way even mm-hmm. though it's like the worst yeah <laughs> but it's the only meaningful one you know yeah. like if if ROH turns their product around it's not that big a deal if TNA turns their product around it's not that big a deal if WWE turns their product around that's a big deal so you know what I mean and obviously NXT mm-hmm. I've I don't know why I didn't think of that but I I guess that falls under WWE but at the same time not you don't really look so. at it as an alternative. It's just part of... Yeah, well, obviously WWE. NXT is the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have to pick one wrestling one wrestling show to watch... First off, you can get your fix of wrestling just watching NXT. Mm-hmm. You can cut out everything. If you told me you can only watch every Wednesday and then you get the takeovers, like five or six of them a mm-hmm. year, that's enough. Like, don't you think? Like, yes. you weren't, like, back, like, 20 years ago, you weren't bombarded. Like, we're bombarded with wrestling. And it's crazy that these companies think that people need this much wrestling. Like, it's crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, more is not always more. And more is no, not No, I mean, it's, it's a shame. Like, if you want to start a promotion that you're, you're so far behind the eight ball, it's not even funny. And you're just going to lose tons of money. But that's just the way it is. It, not everybody's cut out for... <laughs> the wrestling business. Like, yeah. So. But, but TNA is awful. <laughs> that out there. Yeah, I've li- literally. They want to be it. WWE. They want to be important so bad. It's so. It was better back. I used to watch. I'm. A, yeah, I think you need to embrace not being WWE. They can't do it. Like that's the only way that nope. you're going to be successful. Because they got people like Jeff Jarrett and his wife and these other people that. They're more concerned with being an important office members mm-hmm. than they are putting on a good show. You know what I mean? They got I don't know. It's a it's a joke. They're for as as bad as WWE is. <laughs> WWE and TNA is not even fair. Like, <laughs> TNA has never made a dime. Like they're a joke. They should have never been in business. No. They should have went out of business after the first like six weeks, which I think they would have <laughs> if they didn't. Get Dixie Carter, but I used to order the TNA pay-per-views, and they were really? weekly, the weekly ones. How how long did you do that for? Um, and were you enjoying it then? You know what? I kind of I was, I was enjoying it that like 2002, 2003, cause, um, and I had a box, which I don't even know if I should <laughs> say this, but I would get, I ordered a couple of them, then I bought a box, and I would just get them for free. So I watched. Yeah, I thought TNA was. I mean, I knew it wasn't 
to like the popularity level wasn't there, but it was it was way better back then than it was. It, now it's just a joke, and half the problem with wrestling now is it's presented in a bad way. Like even like like I said, it looks like bar rescue. Mm-hmm. Like, why has it got to be like that? Strip it down. Like, why does it have to be so? First off, nobody cares about. Like why would first and they sold it they sold the company why would you buy TNA, it's done, like nobody's gonna care about that. I mean then they change the they they buy TNA they change the name to Impact mm-hmm. which is even less of a brand name than TNA yeah. was. You were better off just keeping it TNA because people at least knew what it was. Yeah, it's been around for a while. They should have br- taken it back to the old TNA when it was decent. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah, they, they couldn't. They're find doomed to, to fail. They, they were doomed to fail. They should, like I said, they they should have never been in business. <laughs> they should have, they should have been after the first like six months. They should have never, they should have ceased to exist. But think about all the people that have gotten rich off TNA. Mm-hmm. Sting was stealing a paycheck. Kurt Angle, and who was footing that? Like they never made a dot. Like no. it's crazy. Yeah, all these guys got to have jobs in the rest yeah. of the industry for that. Joe still do. I mean, Joe. I mean, he wasn't stealing a paycheck, but. It's just crazy. He was there damn near 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, AJ was the, Think about that. the franchise there. AJ and Joe wait, like wasted a good portion. I mean, they got paid for it, but look what they're doing now. It shouldn't have took that long for them. AJ and Joe were ready to go to WWE 12, 13 years ago. If not, let's be honest, they were ready to go to WWE in 2001. Yeah. But, yeah. So, product that I watched for the first time over this past weekend... Uh, Evolve. I don't know if you've ever seen an Evolve show or not. I fo- I follow it just based. I've never watched. I never watched the sh- Evolve show in my life. So I'm similar to you, and like just like watching, watch just watching a good match mm-hmm. is not always enough. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I, I assumed Evolve is just going to be. It's going to be a very basic, straightforward, they just some wrestling show. Yeah. They show up there on Saturday. So here's the best thing. Uh, there's like not one wasted second on that show. It's two, okay. two and a half hours long. They bring out the first guy and may come out with like a manager and entourage. They do a quick promo, match starts, match mm-hmm. ends, leads right into the next match. Mm-hmm. They're actually setting up story in the first segment that goes through the show and kind of pays off at the oh, end. Oh, imagine that. But they do two shows <laughs> they do two shows a month, but they're on yeah. a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. So Saturday leads into Sunday, mm-hmm. and then that Sunday leads into the next month. Okay. So it's like you get these two shows in a row, then you don't see it again. For yeah, a month. yeah. It's a but good there formula. is a story that's built yeah. up. So I was like, I, I kind of want to pay attention. Yeah, to this I always because had it's, the, it's easy. the idea that it was just matches, but um, the fact that Gabe, like Gabe, I mean, my one of my favorite times was ROH's like height, like oh three oh four, like with Gabe running it, like that was, I can't like that was just perfect. Like I don't know if you were watching it back then. But yeah, Valve might have to check it out. It, it's definitely worth watching if you get the opportunity. You have like a floor I said, slam. I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll let you know what that is after after, <laughs> after we get off the air. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a, a fun, no, no, no. I wasn't asking. I know, but but I want. I would like to share I it with thought someone I was, new. Uh, asking for your login. No, to me, it, it's good to share it with someone yeah, yeah. new who has not seen it yeah, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I think they put on a good show. They get a lot of good talent there. Like I said, they actually do devote some time to mm-hmm. telling story, as opposed to where WWE is wasting two-thirds of your problem, time. Now, here's the problem I have. 
it's hard for me to get invested even into remember I, like I said it's hard to get invested into a wrestler or a character when mm-hmm. you know there's a ceiling these companies all have ceilings so it's tough to get involved invested in a company when this is as big as they're gonna get I mean I don't know if that's a that's just like the pessimist in me or what but it's hard for me to get invested in that when you know it's just evolved that's gonna be evolved forever and you know the one company that embraced it and turned it into something crazy is PWG that they don't care what anybody says about them. Mm-hmm. They just do the same they run the same place every every month or whatever and they don't care what people say and they don't do iPay-per-view, they don't do none of that stuff and then that's the model. The other people should be ta- I, it's amazing that other people don't have everybody TNA would have been better served doing PWG's model. <laughs> right or wrong. Like yeah. you need a buzz around your product. You don't need to water it down before it's even good. TNA watered the product down before it was even good. You, you know what I mean? I completely agree with that. <laughs> That's what I said. It's almost like every other promotion is trying to be WWE with Before less they're money. even decent. Before yeah. they've ever done anything, they're yeah, trying WWE to be WWE has all the money in the world and they can't put on a good show every week. Yeah. What makes you think if you have no money, you're going to be able to do it? Yeah. By imitating them. Yeah. That's why I respect Lucha Underground. Okay. They tried something totally different. Totally different, yeah. A totally different is presentation. Is not looking good for them, though, right? Or I don't really know, okay. to be honest. It might not be because, I mean, even WWE is... Well, it's just hard to make money. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. WWE, if they didn't have such a brand name and they weren't structured the way they are, they wouldn't be making money either. So it's not a coincidence that WWE... What other companies making money besides WWE? Yeah, nobody. No, nobody. So it's just they're structured the right way, and that's... The way it is to be, but there's no more. Oh, we gotta have hot angles and hot storylines so we can we you know depending on if this house show sells out or not is if we make money or not. There's none of that. They don't. WWE runs like six shows a day. <laughs> like you go on, like you look at their schedule: a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's three days. They'll run like nine shows, and they don't care. Like no. they just don't. Get, they don't. They'll make money because. They'll either break even or make a little bit of money. They make it up in volume. They don't care. Like that's they have it structured the right way. So the so. last two things I want to ask you. Yeah. One is, do you see anyone out there now who's capable of being the next big superstar? Yeah. And do you think we will ever get another boom period in professional no. wrestling? Again? Boom period will never happen. Wrestling is n- will never be popular again. Uh, the way it is now. It can only be as popular as this or get worse because the the market is flooded with so much content that you can't – there can never be a – I mean there's boom periods in certain – like the indies can have a boom period or like certain wrestlers can have a boom period. But the business as a whole, which is led by WWE, I think it is what it is and – the only person that could move the me- move the needle is CM Punk. Do you see a guy who you wouldn't dare miss Raw Monday if they were coming on? No. Punk. Mm-hmm. That Punk is the Punk. If he was going to TNA, you'd watch TNA. If he was, you know, any that's the only guy I think that could move the needle. Everything else. Wrestling will be as it is. I'm excited for Adam Cole if he comes to NXT. But I'm excited if he's just in NXT, <laughs> yeah. which he will be. But 
I obviously have no hope for him once he comes to the main roster, as sad as, sad as it is to say. Do you but, think he's a guy who's even destined for the main roster? Sure. I mean, he could be, but, I mean, yeah. But NXT needs top guy, like needs uh, main eventers right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're like, desperate for that. So I think he'll have, like, a year or so. I mean, that's he's going there, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the, the word is, so... I think that I'm. I don't. I hope he. I mean, for his sake, I hope he goes to me. But for my sake, I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays at NXT. So, yeah, he could. He could have a great career. Yeah, I could get invested exactly. And NXT is like set up to where. I mean, you don't really need to. If I was in NXT main eventing, I don't even know if I would want to move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could make. So yeah, let's say you're making X amount in NXT. That might be the least you make in the main roster, with the poten- potential to make so much more. But then you could turn into Fandango or Tyler Breeze mm-hmm. or or Apollo Cruz, where you know the next round of cuts. You don't know if you're lasting. So. Now, do yeah, you, I was do you in buy into the idea that there's friction between Vince and Triple H because of how Vince handles NXT I think, talent? Um, or do you think on. I don't think there's friction in terms of Triple H doing anything about it. But if you like had to get the truth out of him, yeah, he would say so. But what he's going to say, what are you going to do? Like I think that's what his his attitude. But obviously, he's not stupid. He sees the way he brought up um, who who they've ruined. Well, they're in the process of ru- ruining Nakamura, <laughs> Tyler Breeze. They've ruined. Who else did they? Oh, Bailey. They ruined <laughs> yeah. Bailey. Um, they're ruining all the. Obviously, yeah. He's he's definitely seeing it. And probably when he sees these guys one on one, they're probably. Feel like saying to him like, like, dude, how'd you let this? How'd you let this happen? But I don't know. I think he 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 totes the company line. I think, and it is what it is. I think you know what sucks that might that might lose his. It could go either way. It could make him want to make NXT even better, mm-hmm. or it could he could throw his hands up and say, he's throwing the talent. Say, why do I bother? But he gets all the credit for when NXT is good. So I think that is uh. There's too many. That's another thing. Like, he he's getting the credit for an NXT. He vicariously lives through NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wasn't in charge of it, that would be a joke. It would just be like OVW was. Mm-hmm. But NXT is such a big deal because, and they're willing to put the money into it because Triple H is running it. Like, make no mistake about that. Like, if it was. So you think NXT greatly benefits from having Triple H at the? At the oh, head of it. without a doubt. <laughs> And, I mean, the storylines he comes up with are better than the WWE's, but they're wrestling 101. Like, these, like good feuds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you watch NXT, you feel like you're watching, like, old school wrestling. Like, not old school, but they're just... Ba- it's basic uh, common sense, logical booking, and that's what NXT yeah, they do is. do what works. That's what <laughs> works. You don't... And WWE doesn't do any of that. None of it. So, it's crazy. But Triple H comes off looking like a genius for what is common sense. Yeah. So he's kind of lucky that the product sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so he's you greatly know? benefiting from yeah, how, yeah. how incompetent WWE's main Absolutely. roster creative. He's got a little ecosystem where he can say, keep, keep screwing up, Vince. I don't care. I'm down here doing, probably putting in minimal effort. 
and I'm looking like a genius, mm-hmm. you know, because you watch NXT, like how, I mean, it's just logical booking, like it's just makes sense, and it compared to what you see on Monday and Tuesdays, it looks like uh, like a genius. Yeah. So. Well, I, I will say you've been a very interesting guest. You've come up with some points I haven't heard anyone make before, <laughs> uh, which is a good thing. Uh, Richie, it was great to finally sit down and yeah, talk same. to you. Uh, hopefully we get to have you back on here Is that again. two out? How long was that? We are at just about 90 minutes. We're at okay. an hour and 25. Okay, good. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. He's got yeah. good timing. He does. Yeah. So that is our show for this Thanks week. Thanks for having me. Exactly. Absolutely. He, he called it in the ring. Good time. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. Every true professional calls it in the ring. That's a lost art. That's how you have days. to do it. They don't, they, don't, they don't call it in the ring no more. <laughs> no, but Richie Smiley does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so for Richie Smiley, I am Ron Pasher. Wait, it's not Richie Edge? Richie Edge is not my real name. I, I know that, but that's not the gimmick name? I mean... I don't know if he knew that that was my shoe. No, yeah, nobody ever, nobody ever. Yeah, it's okay. My my (laughs) shoe name is good. What Richie Edge or the next on the sanctions? Richie Smiley is my shoe name. Richie Edge or the Richie uh, Edge. All right, remind me the next time he's on. The only person that makes me my best friend look poor. (laughs) Wait, that one went over my head, but. Wait, this is your best friend? Yes. I'm making him look poor? Me, you made me and him combined look poor. Oh, okay. Hey, that's it. Are you running the big baller brand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or you don't want to be? No, nah, I definitely don't want to be. Or not after Monday night, you don't nah, want to be? Nah, definitely not. <laughs> well, for Richie Smiley, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next time. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.